Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, everyone. We are live and welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, your host, also the founder of Array Digital, where we help law firms grow through digital marketing. Today, I got a special guest out of Milwaukee, Ido Walney. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I'm excited to be here. Yes, sir. Yeah, excited to learn more about your story. We got to chat a little bit backstage, uh, so I got to hear a little bit about what you're doing. Sounds really awesome. And uh, just excited to have you share your story and, and knowledge with the audience here. Um, again, anyone tuning in, if you're a young attorney or uh, a managing partner for many years, uh, we hope that the show brings some value. So listen to these episodes, get some value out of it. Also connect with our guests, connect with our other attorneys here. Ido has a lot of resources, a lot of experience, could be a good referral source for you. So uh, I'll be sure to share his contact information and, and website here uh, shortly. Please reach out to each other. And uh, we're just here to help. So, you know, tell us what was the light bulb moment? What, what made you become an attorney and uh, got you on the path to where you are today? So when I was growing up, I had a couple attorneys in the family. And one of the benefits that I had was uh, spending some summers with them and tagging along and being able to see the things that they did. And most of the attorneys in my family were litigators. And one of the things I quickly decided was that I, I liked what they were doing, but I hated litigation. Didn't want to have anything to do with that. That was not my cup of tea. But sometimes in life, knowing what you don't want is as valuable as knowing what you do want. So, you know, I, I did like helping the clients and meeting with clients and getting involved with the law as an area that was of interest to me. So that helped give me some direction. And then later in my education, uh, probably around high school, my father was buying a business and I saw the turmoil that that caused within our family where, you know, the attorneys helping him were not as communicative as he would have wanted. Um, mm. They didn't involve my mom. You know, there was a lot of information and, and money being bounced around and my mom felt out of the loop and, and like she was being ignored. She, she may not have been the person actually buying the business, but her input and her point of view and her feelings were still really important. And, and the lack of involvement that she experienced caused a lot of friction within our family. And I said, listen, if I eventually do this, this is one of the things I don't want to have happen. I like the ability to help families. I don't like how certain members of the family were treated. I'm going to do this better when I have the opportunity. And then through law school, I learned about estate planning and was fortunate enough to get recruited by an estate planning attorney here in Milwaukee. I grew up in Chicago, so relatively close to home, but not at home. <laughs> and 20 years later, here I am. Awesome. I love it. Thinking back when I was that age, uh, just having any direction on where you want to go, I think is pretty difficult for a younger person. Uh, that, that's huge if you have some direction, at least if you have this experience that, that puts you on the right path. That's that's great that you were able to have those experiences to put you on the right path. And I think the other thing too, and I, you know, we I do digital marketing, so I deal with attorneys. And I think one of the important things you said there too, and this is with any business, any service business, uh, where you're providing a professional service and is that you always got to think about you know who else is involved who else is impacted is there any other influencers in this case your mom uh wasn't involved because whatever for whatever reason they didn't ask or they just didn't care or whatever um and i think that's important especially in my business too you know making sure that you ask those questions hey is anyone else involved anyone else can be impacted is there anyone that like for me like a sale will be killed if i don't know that this other person's involved right and uh we didn't find that out and um you know, someone that especially had uh, 
you know, a stake in that, right? So yeah, I think it's great to ask those questions. Who else is involved? Who else can we help? Who else is this impact? And read the room. I mean, when we meet with clients, sometimes we're talking about pretty heady topics and, and you will ask, does this make sense? Do you understand? And you get the obligatory head bob, but you have to be able to read the faces and read the eyes. And your sense is that they're saying yes, because they feel like you're expecting a yes, or they don't want to embarrass themselves and say they don't understand. It's on you as the lawyer not to charge ahead. You really have to read the room. If we're dealing with a, a couple, both spouses, because it's really important for both of them to understand, you know, they're not just signing a bunch of paper, they're getting involved with a plan. And, and if they don't understand it, all you've done is create a bunch of paper for them. I've seen numerous clients come in with documents prepared elsewhere. And I ask them, you know, what have you done? What does the paper say? And they'll say, I don't, I don't know. The attorney prepared it. He said, sign it. We signed it and we wanted to just get out. And to me, that's an abject failure. That means somebody mm. didn't do their job. And, and I don't want to have that result with my clients. That's a good point. So they they just signed it because they're like, I don't understand it. I'm not comfortable. I'm just going to sign it and, and be done. Lawyer said it was okay. Check the box. You know? Yeah. I think that's great. That's a great way to handle that and say, Hey, well, let, let's back up again make sure you understand this, you know, until they actually Say, okay, I get it. I understand this. Ask, you know, do you got any questions? Are you comfortable with this? Yeah, that's great. So tell me a little bit more about the firm itself is the makeup of the firm. You handle a few different practice areas. You got some uniqueness about what you do uh, with the estate planning. You mentioned that to me in the beginning, but you know, really what are the kind of different kinds of uh, clients that you really work with and, and focus on? So we're a boutique estate planning practice, which makes us a little bit unique. Usually the kind of estate planning that we do is part of a, a department within a big firm, but we, I grew up in big firms. And so what I did after spending 10 years at those shops was to say, I, I think we could do this better if it was a standalone practice. The goal of the firm is to really take a big firm's estate planning group, pluck it out of the big firm, which means that we can shed the politics, the business model, the, the entire approach to lawyering and client relations and, and really contour that to what I think is appropriate for this kind of practice. And so we are a very high level estate planning boutique shop where we deal with everything from mom and pop planning to administration to high-end uh, asset protection and tax management, uh, elder law, which a lot of firms ignore, but is incredibly important. And from my perspective, the, the public views that as still estate planning, even though on the other side of the table, lawyers see that as a, a different practice area. You know, to me, we're catering to the public. And if they see it as estate planning, then estate planning it is. Uh, <laughs> that's what we do. And that's all we do. It's nice because regardless of the economy and regardless of COVID or other outside factors, you know, it's a very steady practice. As long as people are getting married, getting divorced, dying, having health issues, it's a steady practice. You know, Congress does us a lot of favors by changing the tax code all the time or threatening <laughs> to. So business is always good. That raises questions, right? And then they come to you. Yeah. All of our clients that are in estate planning uh, and divorce and all that, is, it's all been growth across the board from what I can tell, which is good uh, in that case. COVID, okay. bad, growth, good. <laughs> so I like one of the things you said there was this is on the website. So if everyone's tuning in, check out the website. It's W-A-L-N-Y-Legal.com for anyone listening on audio. If not, it's on the bottom of your screen. Uh, but check that out. And one of the things it says right on the, on the top of the website is luring the way it should be. So, and you mentioned something similar to that just a second ago. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it's hard to do that in a bigger firm. Or again, I use myself as an example. Um, we used to be a general agency marketing for everybody for anything. 
and you, you can't really be the best at it if you do that. You can't really get good unless you really focus. You know, a lot of these large firms, they have 20, 30 practice areas, and they, they cover every little thing, but they're just really, you know, they're not really specialized in anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, lawyering the way it should be has been the firm motto literally since day one when we opened the firm. I wanted a mission statement. And right before I opened the firm, that is what we came up with. And here we are a little over 10 years later, and we're <laughs> still really proud of that. And it has multiple meanings. You know, lawyering the way it should be not only is a statement to clients, but also a statement to staff and to lawyers in-house. You know, it, I've been to places where coming to work every day was not necessarily all that fun. And that's not how it should be. Life shouldn't be like that. Life, as, as we've all experienced through COVID, life can be way too short. And if you don't enjoy coming to work and seeing your coworkers and seeing your clients, and if you don't get excited when the phone rings, something's not right. And I'm really happy that over the last 10 years, I have really looked forward to seeing all of my coworkers every day. I get excited when the phone rings. And one comment I'm really proud of when clients come in is they say that they feel a different kind of vibe in our office when they're here as opposed to at other law firms. And that's what we strive for. If they can feel that positive energy and if they feel like you know they have found the right place for them where they can feel comfortable and open up about sensitive issues and that we're going to do a good job for them, that means we are hitting lawyering the way it should be exactly how we want. So 10 years later, that mission statement has worked out really well for us. I love it. That's awesome. And that's so important, your culture, your people, everything, how important that is to have, not, I mean, just to your clients, it rubs off on them, but also just in general, like running a practice for long-term and keeping good people and enjoying, because you're there half, more than half your life is probably spent, you know, working. So why not enjoy it? So uh, yeah, kudos for you on that. And one of the things that I say too, actually, um, I have another podcast, a personal podcast that I've just put out, basically my thoughts. Your entire business, the processes, the people, the blue wall behind you, everything is your marketing. And so everything you do, the way everything looks, how you handle a client, how you take the calls, how you, you know, you mentioned like the lawyers, like they weren't responsive in the beginning that you saw. Uh, they didn't follow up. They didn't let you know what's going on. Like all those things, you know, that's us. The, all your marketing right there in a, in a sense, right? It's not advertising. It's not those things, but it's, it's how you carry yourselves and how you represent yourselves, which seems like you've done, done a very good job of doing that well. We Kudos. tried really hard. I, I tell people all the time that common courtesy is the least common thing in the world. And it's amazing how much credit you can get for just doing the things <laughs> that your mom told you to do when you were six, right? Return phone calls, return emails, even if you don't have the answer. You know, I, I may not have the answer, but I'm going to reply to an email and say, listen, I, I got your email. I, I'm going to look into that. I will get back. And if I tell them I'm going to get back to them Friday and I get busy, I tell them on Thursday that it's going to be a little bit more time. I don't wait till Monday and apologize for being late. And, and again, just common courtesy. It's what you'd want to have happen to you if you were on the other side. And yet it's so uncommon amongst lawyers. I, I'm as busy as anyone. And so I get it that people are busy, but so are the people that we're working with. <laughs> yeah. And they have expectations too. And, and our goal is not only to meet those expectations, but exceed them. And it, it's incredible that common courtesy is all it takes to exceed those expectations. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Yeah, 100%. And um, 
to me, bad news is better than no news, especially when you're in a, a service type, you know, relationship. And that's saying, hey, we can't do this, where I can't do that, where I looked into it, I still need more time, or hey, I'm going to be late for that, so let's push it a day. I've never had a client get mad because we let them know that something's late or it's going to be pushed or we still need time or we don't have the answer or whatever. Just follow up with them every day and they're not going to be mad. And actually, so to prove that he is true to his word, we actually had this scheduled for uh, about a half hour ago originally. <laughs> and yesterday, uh, Ido had called my, my company and said, hey, uh, I need to move this up a half hour. Well, it didn't get moved on the actual calendar. So I was on uh, a half hour ago. Well, wow, where's Ido at? So I, I called him. Lots of voicemails, send me an email. I hit him in every way I could. I was like, hey, I'm here. If you need to reschedule, let me know. So then I went off and started making me a sausage biscuit. And uh, <laughs> Ido calls me. He's like, hey, I apologize, but we uh, I moved the meeting up 30 minutes yesterday. And I said, you know what? You are 100% correct. Uh, but the meeting didn't get moved. I'm busy. I just went on with my my schedule. Jumped on here a half hour ago. So, um, But Ido goes, oh, I don't want you to think that I, <laughs> that I missed something. and because He's like, I, I, I hate that. I don't let that happen. So I believe him 100% because he was generally concerned that he thought that I thought he was uh, late or busy or something like that. So. And I wanted you to finish your biscuit before you hopped on so you'd have energy for the call. Let me eat my uh, my biscuit and uh, I'm ready to go. Let's let's do this. So no, I, I really appreciate that. But I think everything you're saying, 100% agree with. Um, and I think, you know, I talked to a lot of attorneys, the show alone, of course, we have clients, but they are busy. All of them are busy and everyone says they're busy. I say I'm busy all day too, but you can't let that become an excuse for missing meetings, uh, not following up with clients or just blowing people off because this is more important than that. You know, it's easy to get caught up, I think. And that's why, you know, like trial attorneys, they're a much more difficult client for us. I'll tell you that because they don't show up for meetings. You know, they, they're never available. Um, so it's just, it's a harder uh, client to deal with. And, you know, so. we, we take our entire careers to build our reputations, and it's so hard to do that. To your point, so hard to build the brand. You put so much effort into it, and it's so easy to mess it up, right? <laughs> Very easy. And, and people yeah. will complain far more easily than they'll give you compliments. And so I work really hard because I, I don't know who knows who and who's related to who. We laugh here in Milwaukee, and we're we're a really big, small city. It's like one and a half degrees of separation. Everybody knows everybody, even though there's millions of people here. You just never know who's friends or related or went to school with whoever. And so I treat them like they're all my clients or potential clients or the parents of my clients. And I think that's just how you need to do it. That's how you build your reputation. It is like pulling teeth to get someone to leave you a good review or would you do a testimonial for us or whatever, but you do something bad and it, you know. One star is easy to give. (laughs) It's easy to get that. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so- Switching topics a little bit, what are some of the things you have done? Now, again, I love the culture. I love everything you've done with the business, uh, how it's operating, how you care about the client, how you respond. Uh, From a marketing, outbound marketing, getting clients perspective outside of referrals and things like that, what have you all done that worked well and maybe something that hasn't worked well? So it's interesting. You know, my first day of work at the big firm that recruited me to come to Milwaukee was September 4th, 2001. So it was a Tuesday. It was the Tuesday after Labor Day. I had a really great first week and the second week started out not so great. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was a really weird time. And at the time I was assigned a mentor because everything was going kind of crazy. And my mentor told me a really important thing that sticks with me here even 20 years later. 
He said, the firm can take everything away from you. They can take away your salary. They can take away your office, your assistants, your programs, everything. There are two things that the firm can't take away from you. The first is your knowledge base. And so spend whatever time you need to become an expert in the field that you're pursuing. It doesn't matter what it is. Get to be the best at that. And the other thing the firm can never take away from you is your, your contacts. So get out there and start meeting as many people as you can from wherever you can. Those things have stuck with me ever since. And I try to meet as many people as I can in whatever manner that I can. It is incredible the kinds of people who are out and about, not just in Milwaukee, I'm all over the country, but it's great to have contacts in different places and get those referrals. If someone is looking for an expert in a field that we happen to service or need someone in Milwaukee or whatever the case may be, it's it's been incredible. And, you know, does it take time and effort? Does it mean I'm away from my office out meeting with people or having lunch or flying somewhere to have a really important meeting? Sure. But those are investments. Those are not a waste of my time. And early in my career, some of the firms I was with saw that as a waste of time. If you're not at your desk billing, aren't being productive. But to me, it was the opposite. It was an investment in my future. And so that's worked out incredibly well. Even now, I get calls all the time from people who say, hey, do you happen to know someone (laughs) in this city or this state or who can help me there? I'm a go-to person for those sorts of referrals, which makes me a hub of information, which is incredibly helpful. I love that. And then being an expert in the field has allowed me to leverage that knowledge into articles and speeches and opportunities to market myself in ways where I don't have to pay for the marketing. I'm, I'm actually paid to do the marketing, you know, and I'm a, I'm a thought leader and I'm someone whose opinion matters. And I mean, sure, it takes some time to do that. But again, the investment in, in time, you know, reading those extra articles laying in bed um, when I can't get my mind to turn off it has been an incredible investment in my future that's paid off massive dividends. Yeah. And, and all around, like when I started my business back in 2006, I didn't know anyone. I moved to a new area. Like I had to go meet people. I had to go network. I had to build it from the ground up. And I think too, you know, everyone wants like, I want my uh, network. I want this. I want that. I want to be a, uh, you know, an industry leader. That takes time. That takes investment. And it, you, you might as well get started as soon as possible uh, because that does not happen overnight. People don't build trust with you overnight. You can't join an organization and now everyone's going to buy from you tomorrow. Like it's, it can take years for people to start to, to say, hey, all right, this, this person's real deal and I, I have some trust in them and I'll refer them to someone else. Um, I think it's also I think it's also great to be a referral partner in the sense in the sense of like I keep a sheet of all the services that we don't provide, legal services, CPAs, um, anything that my client may need that we don't do, that they they might just come and say, hey, I really need this. I had an attorney uh, in Richmond, Virginia, um, who's about to become a, a client, and they've already asked, hey, you know, we really need help with our taxes. <laughs> And they're a uh, uh, an injury attorney, <clears throat> and I said no problem. I got a whole list of uh, a CPAs, some in your area, some not in your area. Let me know what you need. I trust every one of them. Um, and so becoming that resource, I think, is huge. Not just for what you do, but um, other relationships that you've built. And it sounds like you're doing that too. So um, be the hub, right? And don't keep score. The, the biggest bit of advice I have for people is they keep score. They yep. say, well, well, I owe this person a referral and this person owes me two referrals. Yep. Forget about it. Don't keep score. Yep. Be helpful and the help comes back. You know, 
one referral is not necessarily worth another referral. That referrals aren't all equal. You know, I, I remind, we work with a lot of financial advisors, for example, and, and I have financial advisors tell me, well, I referred a client to this attorney and he never referred anything back or, or I referred three people to him and he only referred one back. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, when we're engaged, we are providing a, a service. And then when that service is done, the engagement ends and we're not making a lot of money unless it's a particular kind of case. We're not generally making a lot of money on any one engagement. But the one referral that that attorney may have given the financial advisor could have been an evergreen client, you know, depending on the services that the financial advisor is being engaged for, whether it's investment work or advisory work or life insurance, you know, those are paying pretty good fees on an annual or even quarterly basis. For years. So if it was a one-for-one referral, that wasn't equal. Maybe you need to give 10 referrals to equalize the revenue that was generated. For me, the best way to approach it is don't keep score. If there's an opportunity to refer, refer, just refer it to the best uh, person who will do a good job for your client. Make sure that, you know, that person is going to take good care of you and your reputation. Do the same when those referrals come back to you. And you'll be super happy if you just don't keep score. Yeah, I like that too. And we we don't do referral fees for any other part, like anyone. I'm going to refer, like some people, hey, I'm going to refer you to this. Uh, I want 10% like of the contract amount, like every month. I'm like, no, nah, that's, you know, we'll, we'll help the client. We can help them. But, and we don't ask for a referral fee from anybody. So, uh, hey, we're going to send you this person because we trust you're going to do a good job. That's it. We don't ever ask for a fee. And sometimes they offer them and we're just like, uh, we're, we're fine. We don't, we don't need that. <laughs> it, it send, shades send us the back referral. a referral in the future. We'd be happy. Absolutely. It shades the referral. If the client knows yeah. that you're getting paid to make the referral, it, it brings into question the referral itself. So we too, we've been asked to get license for insurance so that we can share in the revenue. And we just choose not to do that. You know, does it leave some money on the table? I'm sure it does. But at the end of the day, what it allows us to do is have better relationships with our clients, be able to do analysis on the products they're bringing us better and with clean hands. And we don't have to do all these disclaimers. It's just a way better way to have a relationship with your clients. 100% agree. Well, next question, and then we'll wrap up here from there. Um, I love everything you're doing, and I, you're, I think we agree on a lot of things. Uh, very similar, but um, different business, but that's cool. What are your plans for the next couple of years? What's, uh, what's, you know, what goals do you have, say, 2022 and, and beyond the next three, five years? What it, you know, what's in your mind as uh, hopefully COVID starts to go away and uh, not become a problem anymore? What, what are you guys looking at doing? You know, I'm really excited that over the last 10 years, we've experienced year over year growth for 10 consecutive years. So my goal is to continue to experience that kind of growth. I know we've got a couple of additional attorneys coming on board already in 2022. So the firm is going to continue to grow. You know, we've always tried to add one or two additional attorneys a year. And and that's already that box has been checked for 2022. We want to keep doing that. There's going to be a lot of demand for estate planning work simply because Congress keeps tinkering with the tax laws and with inflation and all the things going on. There's just a high demand for estate planning. And unfortunately or fortunately for our business, people continue to pass away and there are a lot of administrations and contentious administrations are on the rise. Families are just fighting over more and more things. You know, as society goes, so too goes these uh, administrations. So we want to keep having steady growth. I I think we can have a, a really excellent national and even international practice with a dozen attorneys. We don't need hundreds of attorneys. We can do a great job with a a really succinct group. And I'm proud of the team that we've been able to assemble and want to keep adding to that. Awesome. Excellent. I love it. Congrats on the growth so far. And uh, yeah, without a doubt, I think you'll 
be on that same path. So anything else you'd like to add before we go? Everyone, too, real quick, check out the website again. It's at the bottom of your screen. It's uh, WALNYlegal.com if you're listening on the podcast audio. Anything else you want to add or is what's the best way for people to connect with you if yeah, they I mean, to reach out? When your name is Ido, you're pretty easy to find. So the, the <laughs> website, go to the website. My contact information is there. Otherwise, if you just Google E-I-D-O, which is my first name, uh, I will probably be the name that comes up first. My mom had a, a love the name Ido. Ido was Solomon's prophet in the Old Testament. And my mom liked the name, but had no idea how to spell it. And so she guessed and she guessed wrong, which was not so fun as a kid, but has proved to be amazing as a for branding purposes as an adult, you know, I'm, I'm Bono, I'm Madonna, I'm Ido. So that's awesome. No, yeah. that's a good point. Um, it's funny. My, so if you Google my name, exactly. Kevin Daisy, which is D A I S E Y. So there's not an E there. I come up all over Google, whatever. My business partner who wishes that for himself is Eric Olson. And there's like a thousand million of them, you know, how so it's just, so you got a unique name. That's great. It's easy for people to remember you and they Google you, they're going to find you. And then you mentioned too, you are uh, you're speaking. Actually, you're going to be in Virginia Beach, where I'm from. I am uh, speaking at a estate planning uh, conference. It sounds like. So uh, tell us more about that before we wrap up. Yeah, I'm on the national board of the National Association of Estate Planners and Councils, and and one of the things we do is sometimes go out and speak to one of the 274 councils around the country. And one of the councils that reached out to me recently to come out and speak in the early spring is the Virginia Beach Estate Planning Group. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'm going to tell them about you. That's good. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, when you come. I'm definitely going to take you to lunch or That'd dinner. Awesome. You choose dinner or lunch or both. We'll uh, we'll meet up for sure. But, uh, you know, thanks so much for coming on the show and uh, spending some time with us. And I love what you're doing. I think everyone listening should rethink about what they're doing. If they're not already doing what you're doing, take a step back. And if you got a busy schedule, guys, you're busy, you're running around, you're missing meetings, you're not emailing, not calling your clients. You know, that that's you need to take care of that. So figure out a way to do it and take it serious. A lot of good lessons for you from you today. You know, I appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you having me. Everyone, you can take a look. Uh, Ito's episode will be up soon on our website, uh, raylaw.com forward slash podcast. It'll also be up on our YouTube channel. It'll be on the podcast version as audio as soon as it gets edited. I think we have a pretty good backlog, so that'll be up probably the next couple of weeks. And then um, look forward to seeing Ido on our social media. So we'll be uh, posting him up on stories and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. And uh, so you'll see his beautiful face all over the place. Uh, if you need help with marketing in your law firm, reach out to us. That's what we do. Websites, SEO, advertising, social media. When you have an awesome culture and brand like Edo has, makes the job even easier. Get out in front of the right clients, the right prospects, and uh, just drive more business. So that's it. That's all I got today. Edo, thanks so much. Everyone have a great day. 